0: Hi, Matt McDonough. You know, there are times when you're out there looking for the most perfect podcast for you. And I'm here to let you know that you don't have to look anymore. There's a special podcast network out there called the Tangent Bound Podcast Network. They've got everything you could possibly ever look for in a podcast. Everything.
1: So, if you're looking for something to fill your ear holes, or just something nice to listen to, head on over to
0: tangentboundnetwork.com. Click on the channels link. Go ahead. Listen to your heart's content. Here at Tangent Bound Network, we'll leave the mics on for you. Hi, this is Erica Schultz. And Claire Connolly, And you're listening Listening to to Adrian Adrian Has Has Issues. Issues. Hey, guys, welcome to Adrian Has Issues. I'm Adrian, and today's guest was so terrible, he ended up being the final guest of my last show, Adrian Atlas Have Issues.
1: Wait, I was really the last guest? Was that my fault that your show
0: ended? Oh, no, it was actually um, over to begin with. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, shit, I probably should have told you I was going to be doing a bit. I am so s- <laughs> Oh, no, I didn't.
1: Uh, okay. I really-
0: <laughs> I should probably tell everybody who you are first of all. I'll get into that story in a second, but <laughs> he's been on my uh, last podcast. Agent Atlas have issues. Awesome stand-up comedian out of New York. Really funny guy. Jimmy La Chase. Jimmy, how's it going, man?
1: Oh, good, man. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Sorry I ruined your bit.
0: No, I, I should have told you I was going to be doing something, but it was funny. Like, it just clicked as I was doing the intro, but I'm like, no, he's probably going to, like, get really offended now.
1: Oh, no, I wasn't offended. I was worried that I did something because I don't remember what happened. No. And I thought maybe I really did, like, fuck your show up.
0: No, quite the opposite. Well,. I had another host and, you know, over time, you know, obviously things kind of took a different direction, you know, the artistic differences sort of thing. Uh So before I decided to reboot the show and I'm like, well, that's going to take a lot of time to kind of get everything started. I kind of kept the name. Yeah. And kind of changed the format. So like the last five or six episodes of that show is basically what I'm doing now. It's me interviewing other people, whether they be friends of mine, artists or what have you. So it just so happened that just as we recorded your episode, things started to really pick up with the other show. And then I,
1: I came on and fucking tanked it, huh? Just ruined it. Just took it down. I, b- I bombed you right to the top,
0: <laughs> but no. But you ended up being the last show because I had every intention of doing like a final episode. But I was like, Nah, that's all right. I think we're I think we're good at this point.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean. <laughs> I feel bad. Now. <laughs> no, don't feel bad. I had every intention of
0: rebooting it. It just took a while because I had to like get a new website and I needed a logo uh-huh. and it was just a lot of stuff. But no, I probably should have clued you in on the fact that I was going to be doing a bit.
1: Oh no, that's okay. Uh, you know, I'm glad I ruined something tonight. That's good. Um, <laughs>
0: oh, that's all right. I've already gotten into like two fights with like DC fanboys. So we got to get into that later.
1: Oh, I saw some of that. It wasn't much of a fight.
0: Oh, oh well, I squashed it because I wasn't I'm like, I'm not drunk enough to get into this.
1: Right. I shouldn't get as mad about that stuff as I do, but I really do. <laughs> like the, the most mad I've been on Twitter in a long time wasn't it? like anything political. It was because someone was telling me that Batman versus Superman is probably going to be the best superhero movie ever. I was like, I don't, I, I got so mad. <laughs> I don't. I shouldn't have gotten as mad as I did.
0: No, I did too. And I feel really shitty about it because last week or earlier this week, I did this whole diatribe on Twitter about how, you know, I shouldn't let this stuff bother me and I should really be a better person or whatnot. But then after, was that last night? Well, at last night since the day we recorded this, CW did this Justice League special where they premiered like a bunch of trailers and footage.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was last night, yeah.
0: Most times when, like, you know, stuff like that comes out, people online are tweeting, like, oh, this is going to be great. This looks cool. This looks awesome. And yet it was just a lot of shit talking from, like, I guess DC fans saying, oh, Marvel's shutting up now where y'all can't talk. And I'm like, wait, what? Why are you guys so angry? (laughs) Like, aren't you supposed to be, like, you know, excited about your product? Like, why are you picking fights?
1: Wait, they were like, what do you mean? Like, they were... Like there was were...
0: a meme going around because I guess in one of the um, the Suicide Squad trailer, Harley Quinn, right? I guess she's like sitting in jail. It looks like she's sipping tea. So someone took that screenshot, and it's like Marvel fans said, "We were quiet last night during the the special." But that's none of my business, you know, playing on the whole Kermit meme.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: And I'm like, dude, we were fucking watching Agent Carter. What were you doing?
1: Uh, I don't get it. It's uh, they. I don't know why you would turn comic books into team sports. You don't have to be Marvel or DC. You can be both. I don't get why people are, like... Like, here's the thing. Man of Steel was a fucking awful movie. It, it was beautiful, but it was an awful movie. <laughs> like, I think it was objectively a bad movie. And, and there's people who are like, no, it's Superman. I like Superman. I'm okay with this version. I And I, I like that he blew things up. I like that he killed a guy. Like, there's people that are, like, like excited to talk to people about it, and they really liked it. And it, I'm just, like... It, it's just not good. It's just not a good movie. Like, they... they to me, personally, it kind of ruined Superman for a new generation. But that's, that's my take. And then I have to step back and look at it from another filter and be like, you know what? People are going to like what they like. I tend to like comic book movies of all kinds. I don't really care. Right. But, uh, God, Man of Steel was just bad. And then to bring that same like tone back to a Batman Superman movie, which they're pitting them against each other in a weird way when you know they're going like, to come together in the end like it would make more sense if they did it as kind of like they check each other out and then realize you know they're both good or whatever and then they just it's like a team up movie as opposed to Batman versus Superman which just sends like this war crazy ridiculous actiony douchebag vibe out into the world. I mean hopefully it's not like that.
0: Yeah, you hope maybe it actually will be much better than we think it is, but no, you're you hit the nail on the head. I think a lot of that has to do with Zack Snyder because they showed some Wonder Woman footage and mm-hmm. That looked kind of cool.
1: I'm just excited that there's going to be a Wonder Woman movie that exists. Like, yeah, but I, I feel like just, they're just going to fuck it up. Like that, I, I really don't understand people that loved Man of Steel. I mean, I kind—I guess I do. It just really seemed uncharacteristic for the character itself. Like the, it's it just felt like it was like an overly cold portrayal of a hero known for being like overly moral. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and I guess they were doing that thing like they did to Batman, where and it's funny because Batman was always very much the same throughout a majority of his movies, where you know he clearly is very brooding. Very calculated, but at the same time, he has a sense of justice, even though it's a warped sense of justice. Right. And Superman is supposed to be the opposite of that. And while they have the same goal in mind, Superman represents more of the
1: optimistic
0: side of that coin. And I have no problem with them knocking him down a peg because the God complex thing really bothers me for a lot of reasons. Yeah, but it
1: doesn't seem like they're taking him in the direction of, oh, he's going to be less powered, but more morally complex. It seems like they're going to start. Godding him up pretty quick. I I mean, that's just kind of the impression I got. And that's, uh, and that's also kind of like the whole concept for why Batman doesn't like him is that he's, you know, so powerful that he could destroy the planet, which is true. But I think that's going to come up. I think that's going to be one of those things that, you know, maybe they, I mean, they do have done in the comic books like a million times where it's like somehow Batman has taught Superman a lesson and that's like made Superman realize something, you know, like, I feel like that's, what's going to happen. I mean, it's going to be pretty obvious because Zack Snyder isn't really known for story. But I, I mean, I don't know. I, I probably won't go see it in the theater, which I'm guessing will probably be a mistake. But I, I'll probably smoke a bunch of pot and go by myself. But like, I wouldn't want to subject anyone else to it because it's like, it's like three hours long, isn't it?
0: Uh, if you do plan on doing that, let me know because <laughs> I think that'd be a very fun review. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I might. I'll let you know whenever I can get to movies here. It's crazy expensive.
0: It really is. Um, my girlfriend and I went to go see Spectre. I know we're big fans of Bond, but it was in like a really like hipsterish part of town. I hadn't been to Battery Park since a kid, and I was like, it used to be a shithole, mm-hmm. and now it's like super hipster. I got sneered at like multiple times. I'm like, I'm never going to movie theaters in New York again. Forget it.
1: Yeah, we've gone a few times. We saw Avengers: Age of Ultron at a Magic Johnson Theater in Harlem. Uh, yeah, it was a ma- it was like an early matinee, and I thought. That was, like, the smart thing to do because it was, like, 125th Street, which is not too far from us. It was all kids and their parents, and everyone was talking. And I was on, like, the aisle so I could hear everyone. And, like, Katie was, like, sitting one seat in so she couldn't hear anything. And she had a much better experience, enjoyed the movie. I was furious the entire time because, like, I'm very particular when I go to a movie like everything distracts me. You know what I mean? Like I just, I right. have a, that's probably why I don't go to a lot of movies. So like anytime we're, we're anywhere and I hear anything or see anything, I fucking lose it. And I just like fixate on it for the entire movie. Like, I think the reason I like didn't really like star Wars that much when I saw it was because a person, a row ahead of me was like chewing their popcorn too loudly and I could hear it. And even though we were in like really comfy, like those big, like reclining seats, you know that they have now, like the big leather. Oh yeah, chair. yeah. It was crazy. It was like five dollars to go, and they had these huge leather chairs and shit. I was like, "Oh, this is fucking awesome." But there's some douchebag that's <laughs> chewing on his popcorn too loud, and I can hear it. And I just like fixed Wait, it. Wait, where up. was this at? This was in Pittsburgh uh, when I was home. Oh, okay, but yeah, so I'm hard to go to movies with because I get really agitated really quickly. I left uh, the theater at the end of The Force Awakens. Then when my family wanted to go see it in three D because the glasses were bothering me and it was like i was just like fuck this i'm out of here like i just straight up walked <laughs> out and i was like no really yeah, <laughs> i was like no nah, i'm out i had i had to go to a show and the movie was running long. but like i like i was like enough is enough i'm done
0: so what if it turns out like this whole time you actually have like some sort of like daredevil type like sensory powers where it turns out there was like very normal chewing but yet your sensors are so heightened like you just get super focused on it
1: yeah, I do have really good hearing. Like I hear a lot somehow, despite all the loud shit. I put well, in my that
0: head. I kind of figured out when I saw you at church. the The comedy show that uh, you helped run on what was that Sundays,
1: right? Sundays at Bunga's Den. Yep, seven o'clock church.
0: I was there, and I mean, granted, it's a small room, so I mean, I can't imagine it being that difficult. But yet, mm-hmm. was it like the freaking the Canadian guys that were like behind me? I didn't even hear what was said, but then you immediately honed in on it, and then when you kind of went to that tirade when they kind of started heckling a little bit Uh and i was like i don't even remember what the hell they said but yet you like heard everything and like responded i'm like holy shit i think jimmy might be a superhero
1: yeah i have really good hearing it's bad it's a curse living in new york city with really good hearing is a curse (laughs) it really is like it's a curse like i don't know I, i don't like it He's a
0: comedian without fear. See, now I got to do is just pretend you're blind and come on, man. You already got an angle.
1: Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Just pretend to have a disability. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. <'cause, laughs> that would go really well. <laughs> or I don't know. Disability, different, different ability. I don't know. Was that the politically correct way to say that? It used to be, what, handy-capable at one point? Uh, I think so. No, I thought that was a joke.
0: Oh, really? I thought that was a real thing. And oh, God, now I sound like a horrible person. But like I'm legitimately asking. I could have sworn handy-capable was a term.
1: I can imagine that. That sounds about right. Differently-abled?
0: I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't even go into this line of questions yeah, I don't right really now. Go back to superheroes. I'm on social networking quite a bit. You know, there's always memes of people, you know, riffing on superhero movies. There's that one uh, popular Civil War meme where it's like, you know, Captain America and Tony Stark, like, they're scoring off. And depending on the meme, it's always something stupid that they're arguing about. Then, like, they throw up, like, the Civil War logo at the um, bottom. Oh, yeah. It's kind of funny. Like, depending on what the joke is, I'm like, okay. You know, it's all superheroes. It's all stupid. And we're kind of poking fun out of it no problem whatsoever no one really gets angry right on twitter a couple of days ago i made this joke about how suicide squad was like the poochie of dc comic book movies yeah like someone like really went after me about that and i'm like really you're gonna <laughs> get mad at me about like a 20 year old simpsons reference
1: i know right at eight no that's like 20 years old now um oh god damn! yeah i know right i know i, I think it's i mean not that any of this is very funny but like <laughs> it's a I just think people get like so defensive now about the things they like and that they commit so hard to liking things that it's like it's unwavering and any kind of disruption in that to them can be uh, perceived as an attack. I get it, man. Like, I'm precious about some things, just not this particular thing.
0: Yeah, and you shouldn't have to, like, prove how much you appreciate this. Because, yeah. I mean, we've talked before, and I've heard you on um, your show, History of Comedy, mm-hmm. where you pretty much broke format just to talk about how much you love Shazam.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, I love comic books. I love, I love them a lot. I'll be honest. The, the DC movies coming out look like shit to me. Like, they look like shit to me. Like, I mean that literally. they, They just look like shit. Like, it's like that overly grave look, and everything seems to be, like, wet all the time. And they're standing <laughs> in rubble, and somehow Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor. Aquaman looks like Cal Drago holding a trident. Like it's just, it, <laughs> it. There's a lot to it that I, I just visually have an issue with, and it, maybe it's like a subconscious tone in my mind that this is just going to be dark and gritty, and. Movie wise, why I prefer the Marvel stuff is because even if it's dark and kind of gritty at moments, it, it it's, you know, it literally has like a lighter shade to it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the, it's right. a little more colorful. It's a little more fun. It's a lot funnier than the DC movies have been. And I mean, I mean I'm including Nolan's Batman movies in that. I mean, the, they were great, but they were, you know, sad. Well, Batman, it's expected.
0: It's expected, right? They got kind of, like I said, oppressively dark, very grim. But even then, you saying that the movies look like shit, mm-hmm. that's more, I think, from what I'm hearing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that's more an aesthetic, you know, critique that has nothing to do with the characters.
1: No, it doesn't have anything to do with the characters. Aesthetically, they look like shit it's it's funny to me that like the dc universe which you know even though it includes like batman who is a justifiably incredibly dark character i guess it's always been like the more fun kind of vibrant of the two in the comics and marvel's always been kind of like the brooding teenager in the corner like with their like (laughs) dark superheroes that have no problem killing people and you know all of a sudden the movies have it all flipped around and i think that's I mean, maybe that's just the angle they're going at to, like, get a different group of people, but to me, it's just not appealing, and I I, I, yeah. I totally get why people would want to go see it, but I don't know. You know kids are going to grow up watching these movies, and that's going to be the version of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman they have in their heads forever, just like with us. It's, you know, probably either Michael Keaton or Batman from the animated series, because that's, like, what we saw.
0: And it's weird, because that was really a dark show, but yet... It was never overly dark. Like, yeah, it took on a, a weird tone. Clearly, it was a lot of the episodes were done that night because, of course, that's when Batman's usually hanging out. Mm-hmm. But yet it was never done oppressively so where you felt like you needed to take a shower afterwards.
1: Right. I think that's still my favorite Batman, to be honest. Oh, absolutely. And it's definitely definitely my favorite Joker. Like, I think Mark Hamill's Joker is still the best Joker.
0: And like the best Batman never even wore the costume.
1: Right. It's, it's really great. Like, I really, I really like that show. The Nolan Batman really always kind of suffered from not having a great Bruce Wayne. You know what I mean? I think that's why people like the cartoon and people liked the Keaton Batman so much is because he was a really good Bruce Wayne. So the Nolan, and I, I, you know, something tells me that Ben Affleck is actually going to be pretty good as Batman. So I don't have a problem with that. Like, I'm I'm really kind of oddly confident that he'll be good. You know what I mean?
0: I've noticed this through every incarnation of, like, the live-action stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really take a whole lot to be Batman, because the costume kind of does most of the work for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, but
0: you got to have the
1: walk underneath it, you know what I mean? That's true. I mean, you got to—I think there's a lot more to it than people think. I mean, Keaton really did—I mean, just, like, his with his movement and his, like, eye work in that costume really kind of made Batman seem, like, a little bit more unhinged. But I think it's—I I would never want to play Batman. <laughs> He doesn't have a beard, and I'm not shaving.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. Well, oh, come on. How great would that be? All right, here's a guy who's clearly wearing a bat costume middle of the night, and he's got, like, an unkempt beard. I think at that point, criminals, he wouldn't have to punch anybody. It would just be like, okay, this guy's insane. I don't even want to deal with this right now.
1: Depressed, giving up Batman, just with a beard. <laughs> he's got a hoodie on instead of the cape. Yeah. <laughs> just has his cowl on wearing a hoodie but like he still has like the tights but like running shoes
0: (laughs) oh my gosh does that exist like can we just write that comic (laughs) that'd be
1: funny depressed batman
0: i think that's kind of what happened i really do believe that from a company standpoint they saw the known movies they saw the aesthetic they saw that it was very popular every company does this in some way where of course some execs probably looking like hey these movies are very popular But completely sort of missing the point as to why they were popular. And it's like, okay, hey, get something that looks like this. But it's like, well, we can't get Christopher Nolan. It's like, well, get his non-union equivalent.
1: Right, yeah, Zack Snyder.
0: And I think that's really where it comes from is, and this is nothing to do with Batman, Superman, or Aquaman, or Plastic Man, wherever the fuck. I've never liked Zack Snyder as a director.
1: I think he's technically really, really good. Like, I think he's, like, visually, he's very good. I mean, if you watch Watchmen, some of that movie is pretty stunning, really. But it's almost like his his dedication to the source material in that movie kind of was impressive until everything changed at the end. The thing I have a problem with is, like, he's got, like, this... He seems like he hates the characters in his movies. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, just, yeah. it seems like he doesn't have any affinity for the characters, and I think that reflects, like, in the performances he gets out of people. Because, oh, geez, what's the... What's the name of the the fellow who plays Superman now? I can never remember him. Uh, oh, um, Henry Cavill. Yeah, like I think he could be a great Superman. He really could. He's got the look. He's got you know, I don't know that's really all you need for Superman. He doesn't say much. Um, but like he could pull it. <laughs> he could pull it off. And like I don't know, it was so kind of weirdly cold in Man of Steel. <laughs> like I don't understand. Okay, here's what I don't get. There's no way I, I could ever see Superman watch his father get murdered by a tornado (laughs) as well as like 20 other people without doing anything like i I don't i don't get that like his dad was like no i'm gonna die and superman was like all right i guess you know best i could do all this in the blink of an eye (laughs)
0: like i don't get and that really that bugged me about man of steel more than a lot of things The whole fucking point of Monpah Kent is to teach Clark or Kal-El or Superman, whatever name he has at the moment. You know, that's kind of where he gets his moral fiber from. Like They teach him, you know, right and wrong. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's a little hokey and a little archaic in terms of its sentimentality. But yet that's kind of the point. He's supposed to be this overly bright beacon of hope. He's supposed to be constantly smiling, saving people and grinning and kind of have doing like, you know. The salute to him as he flies away and it's like yeah. all in the day's work i don't need my superman to i hate to use the term emo but like evil introspective i don't need him to play pearl jam or you know fucking go fish yeah. you know become a fisherman doing like deadliest catch
1: or whatever the shit he was doing yeah like what was he even searching for i don't get it like i don't get what they did i'm really interested uh, i'm the most interested to see what batman's like and what wonder woman ends up being like yeah that could really shift how things are going to go with that for me
0: think about it this way though you're okay you're a little kid this is like your first comic book movie going to see man of steel uh-huh. you've read the comics you've read the I mean, you've seen the, the tv show whatever to you this this person's your heroes your idol and you sit there and you see all these scenes where this kid clark having his parents tell him you've got all these powers don't do anything with them don't be special don't help people just right. lay low. And I'm like, really? That's the message you want to convey? I'm like, that to me was probably like the most like anger inducing thing because I'm like, no. Now they could have spun it and been like, Hey, you have these powers that are clearly not from this world. Use them to help people, but also understand, not everybody's going to necessarily understand you. Right. But do good anyway. Right. You know, teach it from that angle if they want to be more
1: realistic. Yeah, and in the, in the trailer for the new one coming out, what's her name? Is His mom is, like, being like, you don't owe them anything. You don't have to help them. And it's like, but... Wait, wait, what? Yeah, there's, like, a trailer where it's, like, she's, like, yelling at him, like, oh, you don't owe them anything, blah, 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 because they were all, like, getting mad, and, you know, it looks like he gets taken into handcuffs and all that shit, and uh, she was like, yeah. and I was like, well, you know, that's just his, the reason they have the Superman is bad parenting. Like, it just seems like the Kents are <laughs> shitty. Like, they just... Like Clark, or, you know, what's his name? Kevin Costner kind of phoned it in, even though I thought he'd be a good podcast, and then Lady's name. Who is, who's his mom again? I forget. Oh, um,
0: what is her name? The one that was in that Richard Gere movie, um, Diane Lane?
1: Oh, yeah, Diane Lane. I thought, I mean, she would be good, but, I mean, they all look, uh, her and Costner and uh, Cavill all looked about the same age, which was kind of weird to me, but, it, you know, he's Superman, so whatever, but, <laughs> like, they <laughs> just... All. Yeah, they're just, today's they age a little quicker, and then not, never again, and I, I don't know, they just, they just kind of created a really selfish, dicky Superman, and maybe it's just him, like, growing up and figuring out what he's got to do, but I also kind of remember them writing that in some versions of the story in comics, but, uh, Big difference being he didn't accidentally kill thousands of people every time he tried to do something good. Like he like figured it out on his own without doing that. And they like kind of removed like the small hill from him, which was <laughs> which was interesting. It was like what? Oh, so he just leapt right into it and uh oh immediately starts killing people. Cool, 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 cool.
0: Oh, that's something else that happened um just uh earlier today. Um where I guess um a, a mutual follower Oh, no, no, I don't think he follows you, but I think he might have been someone I follow from like, the comic book stuff. But um, he was in the conversation with somebody because they were giving him static about the whole... He was, again, one of those Man of Steel apologists who Mm -hmm. and but okay, I should probably clarify that because I'm sure people are probably already like, well, fuck this. I'm one starring this on iTunes. Um, (laughs) What I mean (laughs) is the people who are like very defensive about that movie and any sort of criticism, like it gets met with like a lot of intensity. A lot of the intensity comes from the fact that, like a lot of people said during that fight with uh, Zod, they destroy pretty much half of Metropolis in the process. And then the constant retort I hear is, well, the Avengers destroyed half of New York, which I'm like, wait, first off, before the fighting even really commences, Captain America goes out of his way to tell the Avengers, A, keep the fighting in this one area to keep it from spreading. Sends Iron Man out to make sure that nothing got past the perimeter and clear scenes of him going to the police, you know, helping him and basically giving him an idea of take him through like the the subways or the sewers or whatever he had to do, but just keep him off the streets. Right. And same with Age of Ultron, and I think even in Guardians of the Galaxy, where, yeah, they destroy a the city and there's a lot of destruction. But in most of those movies, the first thing they do is make sure that people are evacuated and people are safe. right? And that's the difference. And there's still plenty of scenes where Hawkeye is lifting children out of a bus. right? Yeah, you can have all the want destruction,
1: but at least there's still some regard for human life. Right. Which is oddly weird to see in the Marvel franchise. Like, I mean, Absolutely. it really is, especially growing up reading the comic books, where it seemed like. Everyone killed everyone in the Marvel universe. Like it seemed like all the all the heroes were like tinged anti heroes, and they you know had loose morality. And you know somehow Wolverine became immensely popular, even though he's killed the hundreds of people. Like I mean, not that I have, I don't really have a problem with it. Like I I really don't. It's weird to see it in a Marvel property, but as I was saying that, I now realize it is owned by Disney. Which, it makes sense that it's a lot more family friendly. I mean, they, but it's smart because they understand that you're gonna be, um, the children are going to be seeing it, and they just try to make it as, you know, as family-friendly as possible. But Civil War does look like it's going to be kind of harsh. I think mean, kids are going to be freaked out by that movie.
0: Yeah, and even the first Avenger, as much as not the first Avenger, Winter Soldier, rather. Uh-huh. That is, without a doubt, I think my favorite Marvel movie.
1: Oh, yeah, it is definitely my favorite one, yeah.
0: But at the same time, I mean, yeah, it's PG-13, but granted, with the exception of blood, it's, it's kind of intense. I right. really sat down and watched it. I mean one of the first people that Captain America fights when he's um hopping on the ship there when he kicks that one guy he clearly flings back and gets like bent over like the the bow of the ship and I'm sure his spine was severed. Right yeah or, like, he throws a knife through, like, the one guy's hand and just for the alarm. Like, you uh, don't see any blood, but at the same time, I'm like, wow, this is clearly not the World War II movie that we saw right, a couple yeah. years ago.
1: Yeah, no, it was, definitely wasn't a kid's movie, but I love that fucking movie. I love it a lot.
0: There is a lot of violence, and it's kind of serious, but it's always punctuated by something either humorous or light. Right. It never goes too far in that one direction where it gets to be too scary. And I think that's kind of the difference.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a huge difference w- with those movies. Than you know, from what I'm seeing in the DC thing, like they, they're like straight up making a movie about a team of supervillains, which on the outside seems pretty cool, I guess. I mean, I, I have a theory about the DC entertainment universe right now, and I, it's weird and I don't think I'm right. <laughs> you know how there's, you know, multiple Earths in the DC universe? Yeah. And one of the Earths is um, like the Superman is Ultraman and he's a bad guy and he and that Earth's version of Wonder Woman and Batman and, well, the whole Justice League just take over the Earth and run it, and they're called, like, the Syndicate or something like that.
0: Oh, I've heard about it, but I don't know, like, the ins and outs of it, but I have I am aware of that.
1: So I think, because the contrast between what they show on film and what they're showing on TV, because I like Arrow and I like Flash, and I think they're fun, and I, I have to watch Supergirl, so I let you know about that, but... I think they're setting up their movies to be the, I think it's like Earth 3 or something like that, where it's like all the superheroes turn out to be the bad guys, and then they're setting up the TV properties to be like Earth 2, because in the TV ones, they set up the multiverse theory where they're going to different worlds already. Really? Yeah. See, now that's exciting to me. If that's what they were doing, I would be really cool with that. I would be like, oh, cool. (laughs) That would be interesting, but I don't think that's what they're going to do.
0: But look at it this way. All right. As far as we know, because, again, the Internet tells us everything because nothing's ever led to surprise anyone. Uh-huh. We know that the third Avengers movie is going to be split into two parts and called Infinity War. We're basically Thanos. We'll finally, rear his ugly purple head, which sounds terrible in retrospect, um, <laughs> but I've already said it. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a big thing and it's going to take all the Avengers. And there's rumors that. Even some from the TV shows might be making appearances since it's all tied in.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah.
0: And it's going to be like this big, huge thing. So I'd imagine with DC now, one of my constant complaints with them is that, say what you will about Marvel, but as far as how they've arranged these movies, they have a committee, which I know some people don't really like that idea, but they have a group of people who basically oversee every project and make sure that continuity-wise, everything ties together. And that it kind of flows cohesively and it feels like one big universe. Right. So while, you know, Guardians to the Galaxy is happening and there's a talking raccoon and a tree, you know, fighting aliens uh-huh. down in Hell's Kitchen, this dude, you know, getting into these crazy blood-soaked battles with ninjas. Right. And, like, it's cool because it doesn't feel like too much of a stretch of the imagination that these, you know different parts of the world exist right so i figured with dc i'm not sure if they really have an end game like that where there is like this it's all gonna lead into this one big thing
1: well isn't it all leading to the justice league movies
0: Right, but I mean, even after that, what's like oh. the really big goal? Are they going to do like a Crisis on Infinite Earths or are they going to do like, I don't know, Darkseid or something like that? Yeah,
1: I think Darkseid definitely has to come into play. I think he's going to be the thing that brings the Justice League together.
0: Oh, so you think they're going to use him just for a Justice League movie like right off the bat?
1: Well, who else would you use?
0: I'm not good with DC villains necessarily, so I mean, I don't know. Um... Shit, you're right. Who else could you
1: get? I mean, they're doing Lex Luthor now. Yeah. Uh, None of Aquaman's villains are worth mentioning. (laughs) Uh, Does he even have any? He's got, like, Black Manta um his brother used to ah shit I, I don't really care about aquaman to be honest no one does i mean the flash has the rogues gallery but they're not really heavy hitters
0: oh my god someone right now is listening to this like screaming at their like laptop no. or their phone like you piece of shit no, yeah. aquaman's got <laughs>
1: we're gonna upset the nerds um
0: um what the hell's his name
1: brainiac maybe you know that's Superman. oh no brainiac would be great but no brainiac would be really great
0: or would that be too much like ultron i don't know
1: well i mean they could do it differently there's been different incarnations of brainiac but the only thing that would make sense to me is if it's like Darkseid, because he would come and he would be the only one that i think that they would need all seven of them to take down especially at the beginning that i would see that i would be happy to see but i kind of feel like they should just call this movie justice league you know what I mean? Like, they should just call it Justice League 1. Yeah,
0: like, call this Justice League Dawn of Justice. Right. Because, again, it's the dawn of justice. And, like, okay, this is the first part. And I think with that, and uh, I feel like now I'm trying to, like, give them pointers, it'd be something cool because it's not quite a Justice League movie, but it's, like, a prelude. Right, right. And I think you can really do something kind of cool with that where you're showing, of course, how the Justice League is formed. And clearly this is setting up the trinity, and that's fine. Right, right. But calling it Batman versus Superman, I think, in a way, it just hurts them because it's not really what this movie is. Like It's a part of it, absolutely, and that's, of course, the hook that they're giving people. But that's not really what this is about. This is really setting up the Justice League, which I guess that's why they threw in Dawn of Justice. But I think had it just been called Dawn of Justice without the whole Batman thing, Mm -hmm. I think if marketed just a little bit differently, Mm -hmm. this could have possibly at least perceived to be a different movie. And I, and that's what kind of really hurts me about DC is that, with the exception of what it looks like aesthetically, it's just a lot of missed opportunities to really do a lot of things differently than as opposed to just going through kind of like the steps that Marvel have already set up.
1: Right. Well, the thing is, a movie's going to make a fuck ton of money. It's just, Oh, it, yeah. It's, it, I hope, because I read the other day it costs like 400-something million dollars to make, and it's like one of the most expensive movies ever made.
0: Well, you need something with all that green screen, but I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so it better make money it's gonna make money people are gonna go see it and it could be great i mean one of the things that makes me really nervous is evidently the executives at warner brothers really liked it and that never seems like a good thing you know what i mean i don't know i I know it seems like hacky to be like well if the executives like it it must be terrible but there's kind of some truth to that you're kind of like oh shit
0: (laughs) yeah it's kind of art by committee
1: yeah from what i've heard they've made it more of a batman movie because of how good Affleck is which I do think he's going to be a good Batman. I really do. Like, I, that's the weird thing. That's not my problem with the movie. <laughs> like, my problem with the movie is with who's directing it and the Superman they have. But we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I'll probably see it when it hits, like, the second I can rent it on iTunes or something. I'll probably see it. But,
0: <laughs> oh, sure. And once you do see it, you got to come back. Oh, first. yeah. I'm sure. That, that's going to be so much fun.
1: You might be able to record me yelling either in happiness or disdain <laughs> from wherever you are.
0: And, yeah, the Batman thing also kind of bugs me, too, because we just got finished with the Nolan trilogy, and you really didn't even get much room
1: to breathe. Yeah, I don't think that matters. I did not know that bugs you. I don't think that matters at all. I think there's, I mean, there's different versions of, I mean, we've talked about it before, but there's, like, different versions of all these characters. Nothing bothers me. Like, when, I know that bugs people. Like, we just had this. We just had this. It's Like, I don't fucking care. There's 97 different Batmans in the comic books right now. I don't fucking care if they change the actor. Part of the fun for me.
0: Oh, I'm not even worried about the actor. I just mean Batman as just a general character. As much as I like Batman, I'm a much bigger fan of, like, the rest of the Bat family. You know, all the Robins and Nightwing and, hell, even Batman Beyond. Like, if DC did a Batman Beyond movie, like, I would have probably gone...
1: There's an animated movie.
0: Oh, that was cool, though. But, I mean, like, a live action, like, done really well with the special effects.
1: Oh, yeah, that would be great. I would see a Batman Beyond movie in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah, and I think that'd be cool just to do something just a little different, like something that's not nearly as expected.
1: I wonder if they're going to have like Nightwing and stuff in the new series because that would be cool. Because they evidently they have Batman's been around enough to go through at least one Dead Robin, so they have to have <laughs> they have to have uh, the original somewhere.
0: You know, not for nothing. While I'm not necessarily too fond of the casting, the fact that they at least feel a little confident not to do something like Suicide Squad this early on. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Like, I mean, I don't think the, the trailer didn't really sway me much in the way of the movie. And also I guess as a Queen fan, it kind of hurt that, well, we're using the song again. Right. Even though Killer Croc looks kind of terrible, (laughs) and I'm still not sold on Jared Leto's Joker.
1: He just looks like Jared Leto walking out of a 30 Seconds to Mars concert.
0: (laughs) It turns out that's probably how they got the inspiration. You know, one of the execs, you know, one of their kids took him to a show, and he comes out on stage in the white makeup, and I'm like, wait a minute, you got something here. (laughs) I keep hearing
1: like how uh, everyone's like, oh, he was so in character, he's so in character, it was blah, blah, blah. I feel like he's going to be in the movie for like 10 minutes. You know what I mean? I feel like it. Oh, I think it's going to be one of those things where it's like they, they talk it up, talk it up, talk it up. And then he's like in and out because it's the Joker and he doesn't really ever listen to anybody. Or it's or he's not. Or maybe he's in the movie a whole bunch. I don't know. Like, I think it's going to be more about Harley than him, which I'm fine with.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Because I know there's a lot of opinions about her costume and how different she is. But like, I'm not really worried about Harley Quinn too much. The Will Smith is Shot thing. I'm like, I'm
1: curious about that.
0: That could go either way because Will Smith never really plays that much of an antagonistic character. Even in the movies where he's supposed to be, it's always given an edge where he turns out he's secretly a family man or, you know, turns out he has good intentions but just executed things wrong. He's never gone true villain.
1: Uh... Or has he? Well, first of all, I really hope there's an impromptu rap song in this movie. I think that would somehow jive really well with the suicide squad <laughs> like if he just breaks down and it's like a wild wild rust rap in the middle of it I think that would be awesome and I'm not even kidding around. or like he I, raps like the entire <laughs> like I just think that would be I think that would be <laughs> and i'm not even kidding i think that would be funny shit to see in in the superhero movie where it's just like this really dark <laughs> and then all of a sudden will smith busts out like a new single
0: <laughs> i think that would no are you kidding me if because i'll probably not see it opening weekend but if i heard on twitter or something that that happened trust me i will go without delay right yeah and like halfway through like the number like killer crocs like he's like popping and locking and like break dancing and shit it's
1: like vanilla ice just shows up out of nowhere
0: you know what? Not for nothing. That would win me over with Suicide Squad if it turns out it's just completely batshit insane.
1: Oh yeah. Like it, it pulls like
0: that, these yeah. Deadpool level antics where just shit just happens and you don't even have time to react, it just happens. Yeah. Cause even if the movie bombs, people will be talking about that for at least a good couple of months.
1: Oh yeah. And that's all you really need. It's gonna make a ton of money too. I mean, all these movies are gonna make a ton of money. It's not gonna hurt the studios, like unless they are god awful then they're in trouble. But I don't think... They're probably not going to be god-awful. They're probably just not going to be my cup of tea. Like, the weird thing is, everything I see about Suicide Squad makes me not want to see it but want to see it twice as much i don't know how it works like there's like part of me that's like kind of like morbidly curious to just like go see so it it's in like a theater.
0: cinematic masochism
1: i don't even. i don't know i think like leto's joker i'm having a hard time swallowing but not that hard like there's uh, so many moving parts to it that i'm like what the fuck could they possibly do like you know like i'm just like right. how is this gonna work and what are they possibly fighting in this movie because no one seems to know what they're fighting or what they're trying to do, you know?
0: As much as we argued back and forth, because I do remember that very much with, like, Heath Ledger's Joker. We're all like, Heath Ledger, really? the dude from 10 Things I Hate About You is going to play, like, the clown prince of crime? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that one promo came out. We're like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm sorry. I'll oh, shut up now. Like, right. this would be cool. And it turns out to be one of the most legendary performances ever captured on film. Right. But, yeah, I can't help that maybe my poochie joke might have been a little bit more serious than I intended it to be. There's so much about Suicide Squad that, and again, I'm going to sound I'm going to get so much hate for this, but whatever. But it feels like a lot of market research went into this movie.
1: (laughs) Oh, Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, it does kind of seem like that. They're like, what are kids these days into? Tattoos? Hot women? Baseball bats with words on them? Sign it up for Suicide Squad.
0: Which is another reason I think that there could possibly be a
1: Will Smith rap video in this. Because kids would be super down, and he would just win over a new generation of fans. Did you listen to Will Smith's, like, actual music as a kid? Yeah,
0: I, I did. Not gonna lie to you, I did. Oh, yeah.
1: Did you have the CD where he had the Nightmare on My Street song? Wait, which one was that? I don't know if I had heard that. I don't know, but it got, like, pulled because, like, he was doing, like, Freddy Krueger stuff, so it was only on, like, a tape. I forget, but, like, if it was, like, that kind of Will Smith song in this movie, I think that would be really funny and also make me want to go see it immediately. Like, <laughs> So, what was it just him going, like, really dark? It was, like, dark and it was basically Nightmare on Elm Street, but with a rap. So, it set the stage for his later career as a rapper in movies but i would probably go see
0: suicide squad just for the fact that viola davis is in it and i'm like fuck i hate it when they put in like good actors that i love in yeah. movies that i was intentionally trying to avoid because now like the tickets are already sold and i know they did that on purpose
1: i i like will smith like i like a lot of people they have in this movie like i like will smith a lot and he has done like a villain before i don't know if you've seen it was one of his really 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 early movies i think he was still on fresh prince even um it was called like six degrees of separation
0: oh wait is that the one where he was like the con artist pretending to be like sydney Poitier's son yeah something, like, something that. like that oh okay i forgot about that movie that was a surprisingly really good one that no one mentions a lot
1: no oh, it was really good will smith fucks a dude in that movie
0: i remember that because i remember when you first saw it it was on cable and we're like oh will smith you know fresh prince and we're all watching a movie with my family right like, The he had to come in and you know he's having sex with his And I wasn't even offended. It was just kind of like a, you know, I didn't really process it until a little bit later. Like, oh, shit, that happened.
1: Yeah, that was, like, one of the first times I think I was probably ever, like, visually aware that gay men existed. Like, it was such a... I was so young when I saw that, which I think, again, was a mistake. Like, what happened with you? Like, oh, Will Smith movie. Let's watch it. And, like, it happened so quickly, and, like, no one in my family had time to react. So we just never talked about it.
0: You know, and I don't know if anyone was really that upset. Like... Not, I don't know because I I can't. I don't know. I I can't really put my you know self back into the mind of a kid. It was just that quick thing of you know growing up in Catholic school. Of course, you know Uh, they put that stuff in you early on. So there is a little, there was a little bit of that. Oh, hey, it's um Will Smith naked with another man kind of thing. But then as I got older, I'm like, a this is a movie. B there's nothing really wrong with this, and then C. I mean, for someone who was, you know, used to kind of playing the very kind of say Fourth of July action movies, yeah, the yeah. fact that he even, you know, did such a daring role so early in his career, kind of during his TV show height. Uh-huh. Hey, I mean, rock on, man.
1: Yeah, he was really great. I love that movie. I mean, I've seen it a few times. It's really good.
0: And wait, wasn't he the, the one he did where he was the con artist? Uh, not con artist, but he was like the swindler, whatever, the one focus, is. not that Marco Rovi, the chick that's playing Harley Quinn?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's the same woman. Um, oh, so this should be kind of interesting. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be some interesting chemistry. Like, that's another thing. No one on the movie, at least from, like, any of the, like, promos I've seen, seems to like each other. <laughs> like... I mean, I guess they're not supposed to, but...
0: I don't know, but I remember when Focus came out, and like that was, what, 2014, 2015? Yeah. And people were still kind of really weird about it. Like, really, are we still that upset about interracial relationships at this point?
1: Oh, they were... I didn't even know that was a thing.
0: I don't know if they really do it, because I didn't see the movie yet, but I know there's a little bit of, like, a seduction play going on. Right. Because they're kind of, like, conning each other. And I remember um, I went to go see, I think it was Taken 3, Don't Laugh, on um, with my girlfriend. And that had played and there were people like murmuring like during the bits where they're kind of getting really close. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me?
1: Seriously, people were like upset that, uh,
0: huh? Yeah. I mean, shoot, that's why they cast Eva Mendez and Hitch. It was originally supposed to be Cameron Diaz, but test audiences were so repulsed at the fact that Will Smith was going to be romantically linked with a white woman that they made a Latina because
1: that's, that was less offensive to them. Really? Uh-huh. I didn't know any of that. That's fucked up. I mean, I, mean, I never would have, it just never would have even entered my mind to be something people would,
0: huh. Nine out of ten times in the course going back that you saw Will Smith in a movie with a romantic interest, she was either black or Latina.
1: Or it was Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs>
0: Are you kidding me? Like, if those two were ever a couple, it'd be the most adorable thing ever. They
1: basically are in the Men in Black movies.
0: Oh, yeah, by the third one, I mean, come on. Like, there was, there was no secret behind that. And I'm yeah, like, no, was rock on.
1: Under. Yeah, good for them. Oh, And I gotta say, I didn't mind Men in Black 3. I don't know why. I watched it. No,
0: that was a good one. That was fun.
1: Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was uh, very good. I was on board with it. And, uh, <laughs> like, I've watched it, like, a couple times. And another thing that was surprising me, I really liked the Ninja Turtles movie.
0: Wait, you talking about the the new Michael Bay one? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I don't know why. I don't. know Oh, that. you and my best friend should go to hang out because that broke my heart. I don't know. Is it a stoner
1: thing? I don't know. But... Maybe yeah, it could, it could actually that could explain a lot.
0: <laughs> I don't know because I watched it Sober and I, I I wanted to like kill myself halfway through that movie. Really? I you know what it is? You know how we've been spending like this last hour talking about how like defensive people get about like DC and Marvel? Yeah. That's how I am with the Ninja Turtles. Oh, like,
1: okay, I can see that. Yeah, I,
0: I'm I'm that guy, and I'm sorry. Like, it was just too weird, and it wasn't even Megan Fox. It was just the whole thing.
1: Well, I mean, she wasn't great, but I don't know. I liked it. Like that was it was weird. I, I enjoyed it Maybe because it was so mindless. I just had no choice.
0: <laughs> that new one looks kind of dope though, because it's like they brought in a lot of stuff from the cartoons.
1: Well, that's what I kind of liked about this one is that it had more stuff from the cartoons. Just, I mean, than some of the newer reincarnations
0: but will arnett playing vernon was like the most inspired casting uh-huh hey come on the new one has tyler perry in it
1: oh who's he playing is he casey jones
0: <laughs> no the guy that's playing arrows uh casey jones <laughs> oh really <laughs>
1: yeah oh that kind of sucks tyler Perry as casey jones would be incredible
0: that would be great especially if he breaks into like media like halfway through fight scenes
1: i've never seen any of those movies i don't think i'm their target demographic
0: you have to do an episode of History of Comedy where you watch, like, Medea goes to jail? Because I'm just curious what you would say at the end of that movie. Like, you could have, like, a very measured response, or you could just fly off the rails. Like, I think I would sit there for an hour and just see your reactions on that.
1: I don't know, man. I I have zero opinion on Tyler Perry. When a lot of people seem to like something that much, it's hard for me to be... I mean, unless it's the Big Bang for their or something like that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> There's got to be something that people... Are, uh, that people really like, and if I haven't seen it, I don't feel right judging it ahead of time.
0: <laughs> what do you think? You're going to, like, anger, you know, the the black folk by uh, critiquing Tyler Perry?
1: <laughs> yep, that's exactly right.
0: <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, sh- I shouldn't even poke at you like that.
1: You're no, like. <laughs> you're exactly right.
0: I'm not going to go see uh, it, and then
1: why would I shit
0: on it? Oh, not even if you shit on it. Just whatever the reaction is. Even if you love it, I'm just curious because... I don't know. I, because the fact that maybe you aren't the target demographic, uh-huh. I think that would probably be a much more interesting take on it as opposed to I don't know. I I have weird things.
1: <laughs> I would no, I mean, I, if I saw it, I'd have an opinion about it. But I or haven't.
0: better yet, do like the Shia LaBeouf thing, where you're again in the theater with the hoodie, like watching instead of watching your own movies, you're watching like a marathon of Tyler Perry movies and just film your reactions.
1: I would probably get into it if I had if I was made to watch them all in a row. I would probably get into it. I want want to finish it for continuity's sake. There's like six or seven Medea movies now, right?
0: Yeah, and I think they actually made like an animated movie. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, I I shit you not. I shit you not. I could have swore I saw like a plot uh, summary of one of the movies where Medea gets like sucked into like a TV kind of thing and they're all animated or something.
1: Huh. Well, I'll be damned.
0: Oh, uh, time flies when you're talking superheroes.
1: I know. That was an hour of opinions about nerd shit, uh, so that was good. It's going to be the most alienating podcast you've ever put out. Like, people are going to just be like, wow, they not talking about anything, huh? <laughs> just talking about superhero bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it's great i mean what do they what, what do they want to hear us talk about fucking donald trump for the nine millionth fucking time this shit's not interesting anymore
0: <laughs> yeah and you know what i tried the riff and i'm like i can't even pull any fun material off of this
1: anymore what with trump and all that
0: yeah like you know it's like the good jokes were already taken and i feel like if i do it now i'm just kind of latching on to a thing yeah i mean i have my opinions but i'm like well maybe this isn't the best format for them
1: <laughs> not your podcast about pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. That would probably not be, yeah. People aren't going to be like, what does Adrian think?
0: Before we uh, go and close up here, cause I don't know if you want to plug anything or you got something coming up that you think people should be into.
1: Let's see. The, the show I produce church is every Sunday night at Bunga's den on 14th street in New York uh seven o'clock it's free they have really good drink specials it's a good way to get through the winter it's every sunday and then the last weekend in february i'm headlining the comedy works in montreal so that'll be fun i'm looking forward to that i don't know know if you have many people that listen to montreal but if you do please come to all five of those shows
0: that's dope montreal was a hell of a time though i didn't think i'd enjoy it up there but it was a lot of
1: fun oh what did you go up for
0: my brother-in-law had a bachelor party up there, or I guess it was more of like a weekend kind of hangout. Oh, that's awesome. That was literally like the weekend right before Sandy hit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's oh, like we boy. we came back, and I'm all kind of like, you know, burned out from, you know, just hanging out. As soon as I come home, I had like one day of normalcy, and then all of a sudden, no power or heat for like two weeks straight. Ugh. But, oh, it was so much fun. I don't know if you've ever been, but it's it's such a... No, this will
1: experience. be my first time. I think my wife has gone up before. I think my friend, Zach Swan, who's going to feature for me, may have gone up before. So this will be my first time. I'm trying to learn some French before I get there, but that's not going very well.
0: Oh, so you're not going to do like on Dexter's Lab where he tries to play like the tape and all he knows is Omelette du Fromage because it skips.
1: Oh, God, I love that fucking episode of Dexter's Laboratory.
0: Oh, shout out to Zach, by the way. Zach's a great guy.
1: Oh, yeah Zach, yeah, Zach is a great guy, great comic, Zach Swan. You should follow him on Twitter, at Duncan Swan.
0: So his name is Duncan Swan, and, of course, I'm talking to a guy who, as you say, used to be able to dunk. Yeah. And damn you, by the way, because I didn't think you were that
1: tall. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, you'll be happy to know I, tried, I, I wanted to see how close I could get to dunking when I was home and I was at my nephew's basketball game. And I had sneakers on, and I, I try to jump and uh, touch the rim, and I hurt my leg just trying to jump. So I was—I
0: think my dunking <laughs> days are over. Wow! I, now I feel like a shithead.
1: <laughs> oh no, no! I, I, it's at least I got to be able to. I used to do it when I was uh, fifteen, so that's still pretty cool. Eighteen years later. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh before we go though um i guess while you plug your shows um where can people check out some of your material
1: yeah anywhere online you can check out they got youtube facebook twitter that's where i post all my shit
0: oh and i know you haven't updated in a very long time and i don't know if you even plan to continue but um i know you have some episodes of history of comedy up and they're a lot of fun they they really are like it was a really good show
1: oh thanks yeah no someone came out with a book fellow by the name of cliff nesteroff which essentially was covering everything i was doing so i kind of thought i didn't want to be that guy that was not you know i mean just covering the same ground as somebody who just put something out that got popular with the audience that i was trying to get to so i was like (laughs) oh there that goes but you know it's good
0: it's been great chatting with you i had an absolute blast
1: yeah me too it was good talking
0: and that'll do it for another episode of adrian has issues and we'll see you next issue Hey guys, I'm Adrian
1: and I'm His Issues.
0: Wait, what? Hey guys, I'm Adrian and I'm Wait, wait, that's not right. Hey guys, I'm Adrian and I'm Eileen. Tune in to the Adrian Has Issues podcast. Each week we chat with some great people, including me from time to time. Comic book creators, comedians,
1: musicians and actors,
0: tax collectors, Zamboni drivers. <sighs>
1: Point is, basically anyone willing to sit down for a geeky discussion or two on all things pop culture.
0: Visit AdrianHasIssues.com where you can download and stream every episode.
1: Especially the ones featuring yours truly.
0: Visit Adrian Has Issues on Facebook and Twitter.
1: And subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Please leave a rating and review and tell me how amazing I am. Us. I mean us. Ah, oh,
0: i You're way cooler than I am anyway.
1: Aw, oh, thanks, babe. Oh, and Adrian Has Issues is also a proud member of the Tangent Bound Podcast Network.
0: Awesome. Nice say, Brodor. <sighs> Visit AdrianHasIssues.com.